Hi, this is Ben Lindbergh. And Jessica Clemens. And we are the hosts of Button Mash, the Ringer's video game podcast on the Ringerverse feed. We are in the midst of the biggest blockbuster gaming month either of us can recall. We're talking about Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros., Alan Wake, Five Nights at Freddy's, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Woo! We will have our hands full. You can have your ears full with us talking about these wonderful video games on the Ringerverse feed weekly throughout this month on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. My Eagle Enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app. And watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Unlike any other. Oh, yes, my friends, this is Fairway Rollin'. A golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, joined by my incomparable accomplice, our PGA Tour boots on the ground, Nathan Hubbard. We are in. The fall series, my eagle enthusiast. Well, what does that mean? It means that we get to see a handful of great golfers. We're seeing a lot of jockeying and positioning among the tour players. We have some Ryder Cup fallout. We have the continuing Jared Kushner Open Live 54 saga as it unfolds with the PGA Tour. Flowers for Luke List, and we're a little preview of what's going down at the Shriners. The first tee is open. It's a two-ball. Me and the Nate Dog are ready to swing into the fall. Nate Dog, how you doing, bud? 
Thought we might win yesterday, House. Man, we was right there, wasn't we? There was a moment. I actually didn't. I thought we were going to maybe clear second or third. I did not expect just a just a potpourri of vomiting golfers coming down the stretch yesterday. That's the FedEx Cup fall, I suppose. But yeah, wow. Uh, it actually was really fun watching yeah. if you didn't have a family member playing, although that was actually fun too. Uh, so Mark great. Hubbard was on fire on the back nine down in Jackson, Mississippi at the Sanderson Farms Open. Perhaps the greatest trophy in professional golf, perhaps the giant rooster, the enormous. Yep, yep. Don't have I'm to say gonna, it. I don't have Everybody to say it. Everybody got it. Yep. Everybody knows it. It's the joke. It's the running joke. And Mark Hubbard went, went was was uh four under on the backside? Uh five he, under? He, <laughs> he was yes, making a he, push. He got himself to four under on the backside. Yes. Yes. The seventeenth hole and the eighteenth hole were not kind. Sorry, he got himself to five under on the backside. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yes. The seventeenth hole and the eighteenth hole were not kind. He missed the playoff by a single stroke. He might have gotten into the house. We don't play woulda, coulda, shoulda. Par par gets him in the house at a number that would have won the golf tournament. Yeah, par par does. And you're sitting on seventeen with a you know thirteen footer for birdie. I mean, look, uh, he put it two hundred ninety yards to three feet on fourteen for eagle hit a great chip uh, to three feet on 15. I mean, he led the field in approach yesterday and was second tee to green for the week. All those things were good. And then just 16, he looked at a 14-footer that he left in the jar just a couple inches short. And that putt on 17 was downhill and fast and just ran it five feet by. And I left the house because I knew what was coming after that. <laughs> and I, I think, listen, in the moment, if you look up at the scoreboard, Ben Griffin at that point is at 21. And yes. y- you expect that the guys behind you are going to go through 14 and 15, which were both at least birdie holes, and put some points on the board and then try to survive 16, 17, 18. And everybody just fumbled the bag down the stretch. I mean, suddenly in a period of 10 minutes, you got Norlander jacking the ball way left. You got Griffin just unable to find a fairway. Uh, and for a minute there, boy, it, <laughs> for a minute there, it felt like Ludwig Aubert was going to come in and and deliver. And he just, uh, you know, he just got, a, it, it was a crapshoot. The, uh, the playoff ended up being five guys at 18. But I think in that moment, you looked up on the board and said, no way does 18 get in. At least three guys are going to be 18 or better. So, you know, as, as Mark was standing there on 17, I thought he, he's at 19 under, he's putting. Hopefully this gets him. Yeah, he'd get one clear. Maybe he gets in a playoff, but he's probably putting for second or third. And it just goes to show you the golf tournament's never over till it's over, is it? Well, and also to be enormously fair to Mark Hubbard, it's not like he was putting that 13-footer to, to lag it. You know, he wasn't. No, no, no. He was, he, no, no, no. He thought he needed that. And yeah, so, and so, it's a downhill putt. And so yeah. you're like, I'm not leaving this thing short. The only chance I have to win this tournament is if I make this putt and I'm not leaving it short. So you go after it. And look, for me, it, honestly, if he had won that tournament, it would have been the cheapest backdoor win of all time. 
I mean, Luke List just got a pretty cheap-ass backdoor win. It all counts, and man, it gets you to Augusta. Yes. And that's why it doesn't feel good. But, right. you know, he shot he shot five under you know, overall, which was the best round other than C.T. Pan of, of, of anybody who finished in the top 10. They both shot five under. Or sorry, C.T. I think shot six under. But played a great round of golf. Went and grabbed a, a top another top ten by the throat, and that's his fifth out of his last last twelve events. Like we're on to Vegas. That that one felt great. It just you never know is the thing. It's why you just keep going. You run through the end of that line, and sometimes the field backs up. But uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure even if he pars out there and takes home the giant. Uh, what's what's the trophy again? House. It's a rooster. Okay, rooster. Cockle doodle do. I'm not sure you walk off that that uh, 18th hole with that trophy under your arm and go, well, now I know how to win, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, like, oh, I know uh, how to win. But it does speak to, like, anything can happen. So you get out there and you make a run like he made and moved up, and now, you know, he made whatever it was, 275 grand, and today American lost his clubs, sent his clubs to Lubbock, Texas, and he couldn't get out of Jackson, Mississippi. He's sitting on a middle seat right now, flying to Vegas from Charlotte, North Carolina. No clue where his clubs are. And that is the glory of the PGA Tour. <laughs> hey, somebody give give Patrick Cantlay some more money. <laughs> Mark Hubbard's <laughs> yeah. in the middle seat. Make sure that Patrick Cantlay can get that boy a hat. Uh, <sighs> let's go ahead and talk about we are only one week removed you know I, I i i was sitting here compiling some thoughts made one of some notes on what i wanted to make sure we covered and i had to look at the news in the calendar to remind myself it's only been one week it feels like a lifetime ago already it feels like to me you know uh at least several weeks ago if not a month ago but we are barely one week removed from the Ryder Cup. We've had a handful of stories bubble up to the surface, which is kind of always the way now as it uh, relates to instances when the U.S. team doesn't perform well. The single most compelling storyline emanates from circles, sir, is, is, is uh, directly linked to Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. Uh, Xander's dad, Stefan went, got on the mic and let everybody know his, his point of view on the fair treatment of the guys competing on the PGA on the, uh, Ryder cup, um, including, you know, his own view about how some of the proceeds ought to be allocated. Uh, Xander was very careful to make sure that everybody understood that that was just his dad speaking, not, not Xander. There's a, <laughs> Max gave a great interview to the no laying up guys. He, he let us in, um, to a whole variety of places, including the team room. Uh, and then Michael Bamberger at the end of the week had a story about, you know, basically kind of, um, confirmed that, that can't lay not wearing the hat might've been something more than just it not fitting the crown of his head the way that he prefers. Um, what's your sort of sense of, of out of those stories, you know, what, how, how's your sense and sentiment uh, on post Ryder Cup 23? I think we have to play better. And that's yeah. it. Sometimes yep. it's not complicated. 
You just have to yeah. play better. Scotty didn't play well. He just didn't. He didn't play well. We we knew he was going to have to lead the charge. He just didn't play great. And from a statistical standpoint, we got our asses beat on the first hole and we got our asses beat on the 18th hole. And what that meant was right out of the gate, Europe was winning. And what it also meant was coming down the stretch when the game, when the match was in question, Europe won. And that is how you win a Ryder Cup. I think overanalyzing this and talking about tearing it all down and overthinking all the intricate, that's what it was. Our, their three best guys won 10 and a half points. That's why they won the Ryder Cup. Next time, we got to have guys who step up and collectively win 10 and a half points across three guys so that the burden doesn't fall on the rest of the roster. I, I think we thought the U.S.'s depth was going to play to their advantage, but when Bobby Mack it puts all those points on the board, he was supposedly the weak link and the lowest-ranked guy, you know, other than uh, Ober and, and Hogard on the roster. Like, what are you going to do? They just outplayed us. I just think if you overthink it, it's nonsense. And I would also say, to me, Max cleared a lot of this up. Like, either yes. you believe Max Homa or you think he's full of shit. And in our experience with Max Homa, like, I'm sure he hasn't always been 100% forthcoming with every little thought in his head, but the reason Max Homa is Max Homa golf pop culture star is because he speaks his truth. He always has. And what he said under no uncertain terms was the locker room was warm, the team was supporting each other. He gave very detailed examples of how Justin and Jordan fired him up. He gave detailed examples of the ways in which they were interacting and what all the hat stuff was about. And he and Harmon were like, dude, if we go out with no hat, we're going to burn. But they all wanted to celebrate and support it. So it, it, it was a fascinating insight into the impact of social media and reporting on that event, um, just how impactful it is to, to be the home team. And the takeaway for me is, yeah, winning a Ryder Cup at home is great, but winning it on the road is legendary. And it, it it's almost a shame that it's that way, House, now. But the biggest takeaway for me coming out of the Ryder Cup, number one, we got to play better. But number two, the, it really, it doesn't matter unless you win on the road. I, I couldn't agree more with that last sentiment. And I do want to speak a little bit more uh, on what kind of menu we might bring to bear for success in 2027 at a dare manner um, in, in Ireland, because we, we touched on it a bit on our recap show, but I first want to sort of cover some of the um, observations you just shared relating to Max and some of the stories that have come out. It feels to me, if you parse the language of all of the folks that we've heard from over the past week that everybody could be telling the truth that there may not be because if you read some of the golf media um folks are quick to point to what seem to be inconsistencies in some of the things that that different guys have said and basically impugning the the integrity of the author of, of the statements i think that there is a way of reading all this stuff where everybody's telling the truth it could definitely be true that Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele raised concerns around the participation of Netflix in this Ryder Cup thing and 
also their own concerns around, you know, the, the, the compensation paradigm for this thing. And that, that, you know, had uh, a, a role in their, their own participation, their own preparedness for this event. And it could also be true that when all the guys were together in the team room all week long, that they got along great, that Max's version is the version. They like each other. Generally, they're able to, you know, see past any kind of, uh, petty differences that might exist in normal sort of tour life and just come together for the common good and, and revel in this team, um, aspect. And I think it's definitely the case that the hat story, the, the, the Jamie Weir story coming out on that Saturday and the reaction of the crowd was, it had a galvanizing effect on the team. It was the spark that the team was missing. I only wish that, that it had come out now in retrospect Thursday night. So the guys could have yeah. woke up for Friday yeah. morning, ready to go kick some ass. You know what I mean? Did it, did it bother you that Jamie Weir was holding on to the Northern Irish flag with Rory? Or maybe he was holding on to the English flag with Fleetwood. It's, I don't know. It, it's it, golf like, media. And like, celebrating. Did it feel cares? a little bit like maybe he twisted some facts to create some drama? It's fine. Maybe he did. Don't care. It's the you're, you're, At the guts of it, it's your point, which is play better. Go play. The one thing that I wanted to get your thoughts on, we covered it a bit on the recap, and you were not that um, compelled by, by the argument. I, I honestly think that if we really, really, really intend to win on foreign soil, on European soil, that what there's do we gotta, have to do, House? It's, there's got to be a commitment, and it's you got to get over there. You have to be there for two weeks. I know what an incredible imposition that is, on the lives of, of those teammates. But yeah, they, they got to get over there. They have to get over there. They have to play. Play against each other. Play, play the BMW. against each other. Play the BMW and then get to the venue and do what the Euros did. Split into potential combinations and go play little matches on the golf course. In fact, if the PGA of America had uh, you know a brain in, in its head, and maybe it does, I'd be televising some of that. I'd be saying, here's here's your an early look at some Ryder Cup stuff. You know, the proprietary. Now, the PGA of America won't um, uh, own in its own stead the um, the rights to 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 that stuff in in Europe. But you know, I I like I think it was um, Tron from No Laying Up who said, why don't we get the Walker Cup team and have them scrimmaging against the Ryder Cup team in the run up to to the event. So you have some live action, real stakes, you know, present. And it's not all the dudes sort of flying in at the very beginning of the week and dealing with all the stuff you got to deal with. I like the idea. Get get situated. Get over there. Have some quiet. Build, do the team building before the ruckus arises and then go take that thing on. Now, I, I mean, it's a bigger position. It. Okay. All right. But what are we doing? I mean, are we trying to win this thing or not? And That's the way I feel about it. They can have the conversation behind the scenes around whether there ought to be compensation or more money that goes to the charities or whatever it is. Let's talk about it off camera as, as I think the players at least did. But I'm with you that it's pretty clear you get there, you get on the ground, you haven't had enough time to convert. It's got to be a two-week thing. And look, the world of golf 
is globalizing before our very eyes. We're hearing the stories about the ongoing conversations between Liv and the PGA Tour. And it's hard to imagine that the players who play today the PGA Tour, and those are generally the ones on the U.S. squad, um, but even even when it's in you know America, but it, are, it's hard to imagine that there won't be a series of events in which the current PGA Tour has some ownership or skin in the game that happen around the Ryder Cup on the go forward basis, and, and that they you know, they may change some of the scheduling to accommodate that, if only to level the playing field, because I think it's in everyone's interest for there to be some intrigue around who's going to win. And what you did that I completely whiffed on is you understood that the data says it's just really freaking hard to win on the road. Why golf is an unbelievably mental game. And when there are 50,000 people screaming at you and shaking your hat, (laughs) shaking their hat at you, (laughs) it's really hard to concentrate and play golf. So uh, that's sort of what it boils down to. You understood that. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if they try to level the playing field on a go-forward basis to make this thing even more compelling viewing. Well, we're not going to have any issue whatsoever at Beth Page. I think the version of what you had in your mind's eye with our guys coming out ready to kick ass and take names, I believe that will be the prevailing dynamic at Beth Page. I'm sure the European team will arrive loaded, like just ready to do full hand-to-hand combat with the the... Um, folks in New York, but I, I just think, you know, have you played Beth page black? No, it's a, it's a big boy golf course. It's not a shocker that Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, the 2019, you know, PGA championship, that those are the dudes coming down the stretch. Um, it, it is, it's an awesome golf course as well, but I, I, I think our chances are absolutely fine for that one. It's, yeah, it's, not worried we, about we, that one. Not worried about that one. It's 2027. 20, you mentioned the live situation. We'd heard some rumblings about there possibly being something coming down from the Department of Justice on the antitrust question. Uh, I know that you've heard some things as well around, you know, the potential time frame being pushed out. We both have heard things about other potential partners to the PGA tour stepping up, um, possibly to fill the role, um, the economic role that the Saudis are currently offering. If, if the antitrust, um, issue isn't resolved. And we, um, also take a note of, of the fact that, uh, his excellency is at the Dunhill playing under an assumed name. Yeah. 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 Well, did it get? Did they finish today? It was pouring rain. Yes, and yes. They did Fitzy finish. Won. Okay. Fitzy won. Congrats, Patrick won with his both the individual and he and his mom won the team title. So oh, that's lovely. Good, good for. The I mean, it's amazing to see those two guys come out of the Ryder Cup, Obear and Fitzpatrick, and go you know shoot the best score over four days, or, or not. Right, <laughs> not that surprising at all. They're yeah. in form and they are absolutely battle tested. Yeah. What's your sense as, as to let's give the world, you know, a uh, state of affairs with, with the live um, situation? Well, I think you said it. The fourth quarter is when deals really heat up and get done. And that's what's happening right now. Uh, it, it, they're, 
there are a lot of rumblings that DOJ is not happy with this deal and that there will have to be some concessions made if it's going to go forward. And I think to make those concessions and work out the details, they just need more time. And so it does feel like the deadline that was hard and fast in the original term sheet that was signed that punted on a lot of issues, uh, that, 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 that time deadline may be moved back. And whether that's three months, whether that's six months, it's still TBD. On the other hand, you did have His Excellency playing Dunhill links and spending a lot of time with the head of the official World Golf Rankings. And you get the sense that there is, uh, you know, we are very close to peace in the realm on World Golf Rankings and that they are working through a way such that uh, players on the live events are, are going to start to be able to receive some points, which, you know, to be honest, was one of the selling points the PGA Tour had in its bag was you may never get to play a major again. Paul Casey, Sergio Garcia, unless you qualify directly on your own, your world ranking is not going to get you into these events because we're just not going to recognize no-cut, smaller field, uh, you know, three-round three, three round events. It does appear that they're settling on a way to recognize that, you know, probably Brooks Kepka and Cam Smith ought to be ranked a bit higher in the world than they are at the moment when you look at those when you look at those rankings. I'm 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 not sure Cam Smith is a worse player today than 13 guys in the world. I'm not sure Brooks Kepka is a worse player than 16 guys in the world. Do you really take Tom Kim who is currently 16th over Brooks Kepka who is currently 17th? It, it's not a great reflection of the quality of these guys out there and I think uh, World Golf Rankings knows that and you know kudos to Brooks for proving that uh that th that they were they were clearly missing out something with the way he played in these majors and and, and qualified himself for, for well he was captain's pick but he certainly earned his way onto the Ryder Cup squad. So yeah. I I think I think that's what's happening in the live world. We're going to have a a slow but steady leak of updates and drama around this impending deadline because there are several other funding sources that would like to step in and replace the Saudi money to partner with the PGA Tour. This is the quarter when this stuff happens, so stay tuned. As a, as a finishing thought, any of those other potential interested parties, partners, bring to bear enough economics. Now, there's nobody that rivals the sovereign wealth of the Saudis, so I, I'm not asking do, do they you know rival are they on that scale what i'm asking is do they have enough i think they have enough okay. i think they have enough all right well that makes it uh doubly exciting and doubly interesting um we did a good job i think of going through the sanderson farms outcome flowers Mostly. to luke list flowers yeah, to luke list Flowers to Luke list. Two-time winner on tour now. Back-to-back -back winners. Yeah. Look, keep keep your 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 eyes on the on the Aubert. Uh I I liked him better when he was Aberg, but I'll, I'll I liked I'll roll it with better Aubert. too. A frisky Cam Champ house. He, look, he's always lurking. He's always lurking. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. 
passion, drive, and patience, the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply this episode is brought to you by cars.com when you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This week, we are in Las Vegas. Uh, we're rooting hard for Mark Hubbard to get from North Carolina to Vegas in his middle seat. This is the Shriners Open. It's been a tour event for a long time, over 40 years. This is maybe, maybe anyway. Uh, and they play it at the TPC Summerlin, which is out in the desert a little bit, you know, 25-minute ride off the strip. Um, you know it, I'll be there. It, you're going to be there? I will be there. Of course you'll be there. You, How would you pass up an opportunity? Um, the golf course tends to yield low scores. The winning scores tend to be in the 23, 24 under territory, unless there is wind and the forecast thus far this week doesn't seem like there's going to be wind. That's going to be um, dramatically impactful. The fact that it plays at altitude lets some shorter hitters into the mix. You don't need to be the biggest bomber because you're able to put it out there far enough with the altitude and there isn't really any any rough to speak no of, no which is why no rough. yeah which is why, no why the guys come out yeah no yeah it's a fun closing stretch that is somewhat analogous to hartford and that you've got a drivable par four down the stretch and then a 
par five and a par three, tough finishing par four. So th- there are guys who can come down the stretch as Tom Kim did last year, battling Sung Jay in a lot of ways and and score on that last nine. You got to keep your eyes peeled. But th- this is a this is not the hardest golf course that's ever been put up. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. Uh... A shame that Patrick Cantley isn't available. Congratulations to Patrick on his marriage, which was the day after the Ryder Club Cup com- con- concluded. Good yeah. planning. Good, great job by him. Let's get married in Rome the day after or the whatever the countryside. Why not? Good job by you, Patrick Cantley. After he For played sure. very well in that Ryder Cup. For sure. Um, but he loves this golf course and this tournament and has finished second a whole bunch of times. The last five winners, you mentioned Tom Kim. He shot 24 under last year. Patrick Cantlay was in there at 21 under. Sung Jae at, at 24 under also in 2021. And then, you you know, some some like more curious, like Martin Laird in 2020, yep. 23 under. Kevin Na, uh, 23 under. Vegas and then Bryson, native. Vegas native Kevin Na. And then Bryson at, at 21 under you know a couple of the trends you have to have uh finished in the top 16 or better at this event in in a prior year eight of the last 12 fit that nine of the last 13 winners of this event had a uh an 11th place placed finish or better in one of their previous five tournaments so you're looking for Mm. guys that have come in um relatively hot and a couple categories that matter. It's always strokes gained approach, but you know the difference between the winners and the guys that didn't win. Strokes gained putting and strokes gained approach um, at this at this particular venue. Um, let's start talking about some names. The field has uh, Tom Kim and Ludwig Ober and Lexi Thompson. Hmm. Which is a person that doesn't usually play on the PGA Tour. I'm excited about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, don't say yeah, derisive. Let's put it this way: you know who has the same, you you know who has the same odds as Lexi Thompson, Brandon Matthews, Dylan Fratelli, Nick Watney, Trevor Werbelow, Paul Haley the second, Andrew Landry, Craig Hocknell, Jim Herman, Ryan Brem friend of the pod, Brian Stewart, Tommy Two Gloves Ganey, Max McGreevy, Michael Chill. I mean, there are tons of guys who are fa- have the same odds. Now, that is in part because, like, FanDuel's just not going to get him get any worse than <laughs> than 1,000 to 1. Fine. But still, I mean, I don't know. Do, do you give a crap about any of those other guys? Come, like, do we want to see Hermie again? He, do do we care about Tommy Two Gloves in another one of these events? Why not? Let's put. Where's Nelly? Where's it's all? Literally, the, that's right. Bring it's him in. Literally, the thing. These are golf tournaments occurring in the fall when the American sporting public is watching college football and professional football and the baseball playoffs, and you know, right around the corner, yeah, the National Basketball Association. This is the time to innovate. These are the kinds of things that the tour ought to be considering in terms of bolstering some interest, building 
you know, a, a kind of entertainment product that might get some people to tune in for a little while. And especially like on, on a Friday and a Thursday, when you're not really competing with football, let's go ahead and, and, and have some, you know, outside the box thinking in terms of participants in these tournaments, Nate dog. I absolutely support it. Okay. Well, I, I, look, and I know I've heard it. Lexi almost lost her card this year. She missed a ton of cuts. She's played terribly until recently when pre-Solheim Cup, she was T19. Post-Solheim Cup, she was T8. And last week, she was fifth. So she's hitting the ball well enough to come in and play. She's going to hold her own. Nobody liked the way that she didn't answer the question at Solheim after she shanked the chip. Shank. Uh, nobody liked that she didn't handle it, but it wasn't really that people didn't like that she didn't answer the question so much as they didn't like the captain saying that she didn't think it was an appropriate question. I'm not sure Lexi, besides staying silent and getting protected, was uh, awful in her answer. But anyway, I'm happy to see it. Let's see how Lexi does. I mean, this is as close to a, you know, club pro in this field playing against Lexi. So let's see how they do it. I I don't, I mean, I haven't seen the make the cut bet yet house, but I just want to say that it's not out of the question, given that Lexi can hit the ball relatively far. It's not out of the question that Lexi makes a cut here. It's not, there's some shitty golfers playing this tournament. I, I hope this is a, like a gateway, um, drug because there are some other women over the past year that I'm, I'm very interested in seeing compete. Um, Lexi deserves the spot by virtue of her stature, um, on the, as an American L- LPGA, um, player. Um, but I'd like to see some of the, the, the young women, um, the recent major winners, uh, Miss Vu would, yeah. would be like, I'd like to see her. Uh, and I'd love to see Roseang. You know, yeah. in, in in these kinds of hey, uh, circumstances, everybody's got sponsor invites. Let's do it this fall. I'd love to see any anybody play in the fall. Why not? I mean, we got again. We got a. There are compelling storylines this fall as people jockey for position. Unlike years past, it wasn't just the Wyndham that determined whether you kept your card or not. Right for for the top seventy guys, those guys are all exempt because of how they played through the Wyndham. But the, we still have a list of guys who are battling to keep their card. Right now, Eric Van Royen is 125th on the FedEx Cup list, and his countryman, MJ Dafui, is 126. Chesson Hadley, who always seems to be hanging around this line, is just outside. Those are guys who are going to be struggling to get into the events next year if they don't move up. So there's drama there. There's definitely drama in spots 51 through 60, which will determine who gets into the elevated events at Pebble and Riv. And oh, by the way, Mark Hubbard is now 59th in that house. I don't know if you saw that. But, you know, so these guys are all playing for things. Those are compelling storylines. It makes great gambling if you're paying attention because the general public is definitely not. And so many of these events have half the field who really are just not playing good enough golf. That's why they're here. So you can, it's a little bit more of fish shooting in a barrel. But House, I watched as much golf as I possibly could because my brother turned out to be playing super well on Sunday. But man, when Mark is up on a scoreboard like that, I get a million texts 
<laughs> I got five on yeah. Sunday because yeah. everybody was watching football. And so yeah. was I until until he fucking made the eagle. Yeah. Then I switched over and was like, wait a minute. Are we going to top five? So I don't blame anybody for not watching this thing. I would just say to the casual and slightly more than casual golf fan who enjoys to bet on the sport, this is a fun thing to pay attention to. And so why not inject a little bit more storyline? And if Lexi comes in and plays remotely good, here's the reason Lexi's going to struggle and why you can't bet her to make the cut. It's what you said. The winner finishes at 24 under. And yeah. these are th- this is not... Um, you know, th- this is not Harbor Town or some of the shorter tracks that are just that basically take the driver out of people's hands. You still got to hit the ball far on this golf course. And in particular, people who can hit a 300 yard drive to a green, uh, you know, for the drivable par four on the back, like th- th- those guys are going to have an advantage, even as Lexi hits it far. So I would not better to make the cut, but goddamn house if I'm not rooting for it. <laughs> That's right. I love the sound of it. Well, let's let's give out some some names here. Let's go ahead and and uh, put our uh, money where our our mouths are. I have a handful of names that are like you know the off the radar guys that you would um, you know probably not do your your own uh, uh, you know big investment in, but some horse for the course guys, and then some guys in in recent form. There's no dance card that you that that um, Ludwig Aubert doesn't appear on, right? He has to be on it. Yeah, you got it. He is circling the hoop for a win. It is coming sure as Sunday. This is an absolute dog. He's going to be a top ten player in the world before next Christmas, if not before next summer. And so you just at this point. it's probably comes within 15 events. So if you see him here in this tournament at 12 to one, 12 to one, I mean, you're almost nuts to not just lay, lay money on the events that he's playing between now and whenever he wins, it's coming. I, I, I agree with that. Um, some of the other names that I have, um, starting with guys that have performed well here, um, way down the list, Matthew Neesmith has, ah. um, a really good, record at TPC Summerlin four for four and made cuts finished second last year. This is why I, I wanted to look him up um, because I was looking at last year's finishing stretch and, and saw him second. He's finished tied for 18th in bet or better in all four uh, of those um, finishes. So Neesmith, you know, currently available on the FanDuel machine down here. 70 to one to win outright, but you know, just play him to top 20, play him to top 10. That's the kind of place where you're, you're, you're starting to, you know, build up a little bit of, of, of value. Um, let me hear some names from you. Well, CT pan finished on Sunday, uh, with a six under round. He was first around the green. He was 10th T to green. He struggled a bit off the T, but, you know, CT right now, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, his odds, he's way down the board. You can get him at like 120 to one right now. He's not going to win this golf tournament, but I like him as a play to potentially, uh, you know, get a top 20 this week. Another guy that I really love this week, I'm looking around the edges of who's going to compete to, 
to jump up into either the top 51 to 60 or who's fighting to stay at 125. I loved what we saw from Christian Bazudenhut last week. Mm. Um, his ball striking uh, was great. He was sixth on approach. And, you know, you can get him right now. I mean, it, look, he he's hanging around there trying to see if he can work his way up into the top uh, into the top 51 through 60. He, he he pretty much secured his card with his performance last week. He moved up to 92nd. But there's still five events left. And, you know, with a with a top couple top fives or a top three finish, he suddenly propels himself into potentially getting into those signature events. Um, so I like Bazudenhut right now, even, even as he sits in, in the sort of 55 to 1 range on FanDuel right now. He, he's He's got the game for this course and could see him certainly as a top 10, top 20 play this week. Yeah, I also um, like him. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for guys with known uh, strokes gain approach ability and uh, an affinity for this venue. A guy that jumped off the page, Tom Hoagie, yep. who has been playing really tied for 13th last week uh, or y- yesterday at Sanderson Farms. He had yep. three top 21 finishes. He's been playing on the DP World Tour. Three top 21 finishes and four starts there. Um, and we know about his quality strokes gain approach. He was uh, 5.68 gained last week at Sanderson. He um, has said that he absolutely loves TPC Summerlin. He's played it seven times, made the cut six of those seven times, has two top 10s and two top 25s. So Tom Hoagie... Even if you just want a tiny bit of exposure to him, plus 150 to finish in the top 20, right? If you don't want to like really go um, nuts on it, just go ahead and give yourself a little top 20 exposure for somebody that likes the venue and is in form um, with with the ball striking. Hoagie is definitely on my card as well, Nate Doug. Yep. Well, you mentioned Chesson Hadley uh, (laughs) a couple of moments ago. That, that guy is six for seven and made cuts at this venue over the last uh, seven seasons and uh, gained strokes putting in three of the last five years. If you're just looking for horse for course kind of guys, Adam Hadwin plays um, in the desert really well. He has a uh, he finished tied for 10th or better at the Shriners in three of the last four times he's been here. And then Martin Laird won this thing um, in 2020. Yes, 2020. Uh, he has uh, made the cut in in four straight events. So if you want to, like you know, try and find a a, a vet um, like like Laird, that 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 could be a way to play it. I don't hate it. Go back and look at some of these guys who've had some momentum in the fall. Look at guys who, in particular, are are hitting their approach shots well. They're going to have a chance this week. Again, there's just a smaller group of guys, a Sam Ryder, right? Sitting at 65 to one, who's trying to fight his way into that uh, top 10 in the fall to get up there. Uh, My guess is a guy like Ben Griffin probably burned himself out (laughs) out last week. So, you know, you don't lay it down. Uh, the, The only other interesting thing is all of the Europeans who've gone and played, you know, with, with Fitzpatrick winning with Aubert almost winning last week, we're going to get a look at Nikolai Hogard at this event, and he's sitting there at forty to one to win. You know, I'm not sure this is the event that he he goes and wins, but all the Europeans seem to be playing well coming out of there. So maybe you look at a top ten, top twenty for Hogard. 
Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, I want a finishing thought. One of your brother's best pals on tour, Henrik Norlander, uh, plus 550 as a top 20. Did, did he also, you think he's going to come off of, of that experience um, in, in Mississippi a little burned out? Or do you Man, do we, we want to ride the hot hand? I have, on, on Norlander, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I like it because I think his general play this week was great. And I think some guys are going to carry it over, right? The thing that wasn't great for Henrik is he was 65th in approach this week. Yeah. And he was 67th yesterday. I mean, it just, he was not, he was great off the tee. He was just phenomenal with the putter and the irons just weren't there all week. That would concern me a little bit on this course, okay. uh, just as you try to distinguish yourself. But again, any event that ends up being 24 under ultimately becomes a putting contest, and Norlander hitting his approach shots horribly still managed to make, you know, to get himself to 18 under uh, in Jackson. So if he can make a course correction here over the next couple of days, get the irons in better shape, wouldn't be surprised to see him do that well. I like it. The finishing thought, Nikolai Hogart available on the FanDuel Sportsbook top 20 at plus 180. Those are the ways that you can build up your bankroll for the majors around the corner. There is major golf not too far off in our distant future. I'm not counting the Masters days yet, Nate Dog. The fall series is too much fun. We are having fun here on the Fairway Rolling Podcast. Thanks for Listening to all the birdie buddies, it's fall golf time. Leaf rule is definitely in effect. If you can't find your ball, just put one down where you think you hit it. One of my favorite things about uh, fall golf here, if you're playing with generous pals, that is to say. Uh, I hope you're able to do it. Throw a peg in the ground. If you're able to do it, hit it straight out there. And we'll be back um, possibly next week, definitely a handful of times over the fall as the fall series continues to titillate and stimulate us as as well as hopefully you in the meantime please let's all hit them straight up there <laughs>